Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! The Horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can also go to our website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Catch up on the back catalog, first season, second season. Get up to speed and up to snuff on the stuff. Season three. Yeah. You know, if you haven't checked it out, uh, checked out Demonic uh, Possessions. That was our last episode. Yeah. But here we are in July. Music month. Music month. Episode one hundred and thirty-two. Uh, happy birthday. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about that? We're, we are going to talk about gonna, that. Yeah, well, it is. I'm going to put something in the Facebook group, mm-hmm. but it'd be nice if you got a bunch of belated birthdays on Monday mm-hmm. when this drops. Yeah, yeah. Be like, oh, hey, Frank. Sorry I missed your Sorry birthday. Sorry I missed your birthday. Well, I don't have it published on Facebook. Right. Or any kind of social media. Right. So you have to know it's my birthday. Yeah. Because if know, you know you know yeah well you know what happened a few years ago i just i just don't it's not a big deal anymore you know yeah yeah I mean, I it's do. just it's just not you know so it's I not mean, it's nice i had some really really like touching messages for celebrating my birthday and it was nice it well was really heartfelt we had a great day today. We did. We went to the Renaissance Festival. We did. Yeah. I, had, I got my moon phase necklace. I, you've been after that for a long time. I've been seeing this on Facebook for mm-hmm. a long time now. Years. Yeah. I got a snazzy mug that I paid too much for, but... Yeah. I mean... Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. You know, it fits. It's huge. It fits. It's big. big. You know, I like the style. Yeah. So, you know, Whatever. Also, fun fact, mm-hmm. you share your birthday with Margot Robbie. At least you don't share it with L. Ron Hubbard, like mm-hmm. I do. I share it with O.T. O.T. will yep. remain anonymous. 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 Yeah. I had steak on a steak. Yep. I had uh, apple dumpling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Yep. Had a shrimp platter. Yep. Tried to talk you into a piece of cake, but it was like six layers. Yeah. That's a lot of cake. Like I said, if I first got there, I would have been all over that. Yeah. All six layers. I wouldn't have shared that with anybody. Give me that cake! Yeah, I wouldn't have shared that with anybody. No. I'd tackle all six layers. No. But, yeah, it was nice. First weekend of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Quiet. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I liked about it. Yeah. I like that about it, but I also like seeing all the people there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, you, you see people dress up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You see some a lot cool more stuff. people in costumes today yeah. than I've seen there was in more, a long time. Yeah, there was more uh, today than I planned on seeing. Yeah. You know, but yeah, shout out to Sterling Renaissance Festival in Sterling, New York. Yep. Uh, this was the first weekend. Yes. If you're listening to this podcast... Last weekend, (laughs) since this release is on May, but uh, the first weekend of July was their start. And then uh, I don't know when they end, but you can go to their website, 
Sterling, New York Renaissance Festival. They go Festival. all through July, and they usually make it of one or two weeks into August. Yeah. But all of, ju- but, all of July. Yep, but there was uh, a lot of vendors there, a lot yep. of good food. Mm-hmm. Everybody nice as always. Yep. And uh, just a really good time. So if you're in the central New York area on the weekend and you're looking for something to do. It's expensive. Head on over. It is pricey. Yeah. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat that but, at all. If you want an, a pro tip, mm-hmm. bring yourself a cooler with some food and bevies in it. Yeah. And they were doing you can get, for you can get re-entry. Yeah. So you can like go mm-hmm. around, look at some stuff. Yep. You know, but, uh, pick, up, pick up some stuff. Kids are free. Got to get the apple dumpling. Mm-hmm. Kids well, are Well, to a certain yeah. age. Yeah. Kids are free. Um, I don't know what the age is. But, I don't either. But kids are free. And uh, I also saw, I picked up a piece of litter because- Mm-hmm. That guy, um, and it was a receipt, and I saw um, they have a military discount. Oh, um, did not know that. Yeah, so if you are the more you know. Yeah, if you serve in the military, yep. or you know, yep. A thank you for your service. Yes, and um, hey, we got July Fourth Independence Day coming up. Yeah, it's a big deal. You are required to watch Independence Day on Independence Day. It's tough not to. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's your homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. We're yeah. also going to go to the museum. Oh, and your birthday's also World UFO Day. I know. Very cool. Thanks, Sandra Boynton. Yeah. Yeah, way better than, say, Donut Day or something like that, you know. Hey, I mean. I mean donut Day isn't bad, but I'd rather have UFO A nice day. blueberry cake glazed donut, I mean. That's a strong point. Yeah. Yeah, I might I might have to take that back. Jelly bun? Oh, a jelly bun. Still technically a donut. I, it's a donut, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, from Holland mm-hmm. Farms. Holland yep. Farms. Shout out to Holland Farms Jelly Buns. And they've been on a roll. It's been like two or three months without a fire. Oh, God, <laughs> don't say that. Jeez. They had just some terrible luck. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But they still keep forging ahead. God they bless do. them. So, yeah, episode 132. Yes. Bobby Mackey's Music World. Yes. There are some of you that are going to be like, I know what? exactly what you're talking about. And then you got others that are like, excuse me? The fuck you talking about? Excuse me? So this first started coming our radar when we were talking about, um, and I said it last episode, like like I just, I knew. Um, but we did the episode of all the, uh, it was that crater. Oh, the Russia, like the, the Gates uh, of Hell? The Gates of Hell. Mm-hmm. We were doing that episode and we were kind of cruising around checking all these weird places out. Yeah. And uh, Bobby Mackey's world, Bobby Mackey's music world came Popped up. Popped up, yep. And we were like, we have to do an episode on this sometime. So, so here we are. So we thought July of the- uh, On account of the music. On account of the music, because it's my birthday month. It is your birthday. You know, it's your birthday month. It is my birthday month. So what do you got for sources here? Uh, BobbyMackey's.com, mm-hmm. RichmondRegister.com, okay. and Little House of Horrors. Oh, really? Yep. Aw. I got bobbymackeys.com. Yep. I got Little House of Horrors. Yep. And then um, I checked up uh, some stuff with the Travel Channel because they did some ghost adventures. Yep. 
with that. So they I kind of dipped into that stuff there. So but. Bobby Mackey's has a slogan. Yeah. Come for the ghosts and stay for the music. Stay for the music. It's a great slogan. <laughs> it really it is. is. Yeah. So where is this place? <sighs> but wait, there's more. Yeah. They yeah. get wilder and wilder on Friday and Saturday night with karaoke. They have hourly ghost tours, and they have nightly special guests, and of course, Bobby Mackey and the Big Mac Band at 10 p.m. Yeah. Of all the ghosts, the ghosts of our old loves are the worst. Thank you, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, for your insight. Sage wisdom. So, Bobby Mackey's music world is located in Licking on Licking Pike in Wilder, Kentucky, but it's very close to Ohio, Mm -hmm. almost like not that far. Since 1978, um, that's when this particular building has been an unassuming honky-tonk on the side of the road. It was purchased by Robert Randall, Bobby, Mackey, that same year. He cleaned up the building to what it is today as a live music venue with a mechanical bull, full bar, pool tables, games, and lots of space. So it's not like there's nothing else to do there. Yeah, yeah, there's there's stuff to do. They, but you could be like, what's that got to do with ghosts? Mm-hmm. Well, You're just telling me a bunch about... It's promoted as the most haunted nightclub in America. I mean... You know, it's a bold statement. It's a bold state. It really God. is, because there's a lot of clubs. Mm-hmm. I would suggest many of them would be of the haunted persuasion. <laughs> you know. I don't know, though. Man, it's hard to tell. Well, this one has some secret sauce in it. It does. Because it wasn't always a nightclub. It was not. At one time, it was a slaughterhouse. So yeah. let's get into it. Sure. What could go wrong at a slaughterhouse? I don't know. I'd have to watch some movies and find out. Let's start with the death of Pearl Bryan. She was the 22-year-old farmer's daughter. She fell madly in love with Scott Jackson, who was a young dentist-to-be. She got pregnant, and that was a problem since the two of them weren't married. So Scott and Pearl decided it would be better to have an abortion. Pearl had no idea that Scott was a member of the satanic group in the Mm -hmm. slaughterhouse. Yeah. So... I'm going to stop there for a second. Satanic slaughterhouse. Yeah. It was a slaughterhouse. They're saying there was a satanic group, and I think they kind of just use that as an excuse because of how heinous this actually turned out to be. There's a lot of... All the stuff we're going to say here is kind of gray. You know, there isn't a whole lot of, like, confirmed stuff here. No. I'm just going to... No, throw that out as a premises, because I... There's a lot of times on this show, m- more often than not, we like yeah. to be incredibly factual. Yes. So I, I really think it's justice so, now to throw the disclaimer yes. at that. The only thing that is known for certain is that Pearl was murdered. Murdered, yeah. And and that was a slaughterhouse there. Correct. And it's called Bob Bobby Mackey's Music World now. And it's a club. Yeah. Now, yeah. That we can so we can seal the deal on. Scott and his friend decided mm-hmm. Scott Jackson they yeah. could carry out the abortion with his friend Alonzo Welling. Pearl, she feared her father's reaction and agreed to the procedure. Jeez, and she was already five months along. Whoa, when she left her family home, never to return. 
She didn't listen to the podcast. She did not. She did not, she did make, not good, make good choices. Good choices. No. At first, Scott and Alonzo tried to kill the baby with cocaine. But when that failed, Scott thought it was a good idea to use his dentist equipment what, for the just, job. Did it just get angry with the I cocaine? I want to know yeah. why a dentist... Well, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Fun fact. In historical times, mm-hmm. when you went to a quote-unquote doctor, the doctor was a barber, mm-hmm. a dentist, yeah. a pharmacist. Card like player. Yeah, like yeah. he was a bunch of different things rolled up into mm-hmm. one. So I can see now, I take it back, why the dentist thought he could perform an yeah. abortion. Yeah. But all the blood probably aroused something malicious within both men, as it was no longer just an abortion for them. Pearl's head was severed with a tiny, sharp instrument, so that would imply a scalpel? Maybe. Something along those lines? Mm -hmm. Autopsy later revealed that Pearl had still been alive during the procedure. Her headless body was found and identified based on her shoes. The men were quickly found and sentenced to death. Pearl's head was never found. Mm. It was, they say, probably used in some sort of ritual for the satanic group and then disposed of in a well. Do you think Mm -hmm. that a dentist who's a Satanist, you think that should be on the sign or in the brochure, like as you're going to a dentist? Would you like to know that your dentist is a Satanist? I think I would. Because yeah. I would be like, mm, y- you know what? I I think I think I'm gonna choose something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna choose a different course. I mean, perhaps the dentist. You that, think that should be a disclosure? I think know. it would be important. Would information. you think that you think there needs would to be I a disclosure d- if you know you should say a Protestant or or whatever? You know, see, it's sticky, it sticky, is sticky that way. I mean, even though it goes totally against my belief structure. Yeah, yeah. I do get like. Where we are in the United States, yeah. I figure this is a good topic to talk about with the fourth coming up. Okay. You know. And, yes. And, and Independence. Independence Day. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I see, I would like to know, but he could be like, hey, man, that's just what I do on the side, man. It has nothing to do with yeah. my dentistry. However, you know, if you want an abortion, things might get weird. You know. Yeah. I, uh. But then you wonder how that case went. Yeah. See, I wanted to know more about that case. Yeah. At this point, because like, did they see that as an opportunity as Satanists? Like, that's never that's really what explored. The implication much. is that's what the implication is. But, but then I read another source that was like, she was bleeding so much they had no idea how to stop. the Yeah, blood. it just all went wrong. And they were like, "Well, shit." Yeah. She's gonna die. Now we got this. Problem. So now we've got to get rid of her. Yeah. The best and way. And we just happen to have a sacrifice this weekend, so we can get a bogo here. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Yeah, exactly. And no use of capes. Yeah. Yet. So you I know. think they were like, <laughs> "Let's behead her," probably thinking that that would slow down identification of her. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I That's guess yeah. what they should have done is also taken her shoes. Yeah. Since that was ultimately how what, she was identified. Yeah. It's the it's the details. It's the small things. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads me to think, okay, 
So if they identified her by her shoes, was she not wearing anything else? Did she blow a shoe and had the other shoe? You know, so was there one shoe missing? Like, did they make her take her clothes off? Except her shoes? And, and like, they're like, no, you keep your shoes on. Yeah. But, like, your skirt, your top, all that's got to come off. it's all weird. That is weird. Yeah. Like it doesn't because you, you know, would think they would have identified her. We might by have her to put outfit. a pin on this and do more stuff about Pearl Bryan. Maybe we I do an episode. She, on I think Pearl she Bryan. deserves more. You know, at least uh, like on one of our Bogo shows. If there's not much there, we could throw Pearl on a Bogo. Yeah, apparently you know? uh, Scott Jackson was a student at the Ohio College of Dental Surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Is that college still going? While on the gallows waiting to die, Alonzo Welling vowed to haunt the area forever. Mm. And there are indications that he made good on that. Oh, really? And that the spirit, one of the spirits at Bobby Mackey's, specifically in the basement, to those who have seen like the full body apparition mm-hmm. say he resembles or the apparition resembles huh. Alonzo Whaling so, and that so, he's not cool. Like he's not really he's not a benign spirit. He's not throwing like, a good vibe out. Like you know, maybe he's done some stuff. So let we'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So throughout the years, the building changed hands and became several different taverns, bars, and nightclubs. In the 1920s, a new building was built, which served as a casino, nightclub, and speakeasy during Prohibition. You one-stop shop. All the things. You know, I wish they'd bring speakeasies back. There are places just, that do have Oh, there was them. one in Albany. Like, yeah. you had to know the thing, the and you had to knock call. on yeah. the door, and, you know, Manhattan clam chowder, you know. The, um. Purple. I just like the name, speakeasy. Yeah, it's cool. It's classier than bar. Yeah, you know it is. That's that's probably why they used it. Yeah, yeah. Well, when prohibition ended in 1933, E. A. Buck Brady <laughs> bought the building and named it the Primrose. Mm. Okay. In the 1940s, the casino caught the attention of Cincinnati mobsters who wanted to push their way into its operations. When Brady refused, the violence escalated with fighting and threats to customers in the parking lot until Buck drew a gun on a mobster named Albert Red Masterson and was charged with attempted murder and left the casino business in 1946. Other reports indicate that Buck died by his own hand due to heartbreak from losing his business. And about a decade later, the building, under new ownership, faced even more tragedy with murder, suicide amongst family members. So back to Pearl, she had the shoes on her feet. I'm looking through my notes here. Yeah. 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 I know she had the shoes on her feet, but maybe maybe her clothes were too saturated with blood to to say, you know, this is the the outfit she was wearing when she left on such and such a day. Mm -hmm. And all that was left was like, and those were 100% her shoes. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So a nightclub called the Latin Quarter was born in the 1950s. Joanna, 
infamous for her rose-scented perfume, Mm -hmm. was a dance hall girl and the daughter of the nightclub's owner who fell in love with a singer, Robert Randall, coincidentally the full name of the current owner, who performed there. Joanna got pregnant and intended to run off with Randall, but her father forbade the romance and reportedly used his criminal connections to have her lover murdered. When Joanna discovered what had happened, she poisoned her father, then took her own life in the basement of the building, according to a Travel Channel documentary. Mm -hmm. In 1978, after a series of fatal shootings at the Rough and Tumble nightclub, the local authorities were forced to close the establishment. That's the year Mackie, who performs regularly at the tavern, opened Bobby Mackey's As It Stands and As We Know It Today. Today. So, quick recap. Mm-hmm. You have the slaughterhouse. Yes. You know, and basically... The murder of Pearl. You had all the animals and, they say, possibly humans that were slaughtered there for ritualistic purposes during secret meetings, if you want to dive into the whole satanic right. thing. You got Pearl Bryan, mm-hmm. all that jazz yes. that was going on. Then you had the whole stuff with the primrose with the um, the mob. Uh, yeah, the mob with Albert Red Masterson charged with attempted murder. Yep. Through there, then you had the uh, the love and suicide deal. Yep. With Joanna mm-hmm. and Robert Randall, and then yeah, so we already got this bedrock of of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So then Bobby comes into play. Bobby himself is skeptical. He does not put down the beliefs and experiences of his family, clergy, employees, and patrons who've all had haunting experiences at the building on Licking Pipe. So let's get into some of the hauntings in the supernatural. Why not? Carl Lawson, the club's first employee, was the handyman and lived in a small apartment right above the club. He started experiencing weird stuff like almost immediately. For instance, the jukebox started playing while it was unplugged. Carl saw a malevolent uh, character behind the bar when no one else saw. He even talked to Joanna. She would always leave a strong scent of roses behind. And every day, everybody thought Carl was a crazy man who was talking to himself. Bobby Mackey wasn't happy about Carl telling ghost stories all the time. He's because, again, Bobby doesn't believe and he feared his customers would stay away because of Carl's ghost nonsense. He was said to have been possessed by spirits and his exorcism was performed in the club's kitchen by a minister. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The club manager has also claimed on several occasions she would go through the club, make sure everything was turned off and closed down for the night. Then hours later, she'd find that the bar lights were on front doors unlocked, and the jukebox would be playing the anniversary waltz, even though the jukebox was unplugged and didn't contain the song. In an interview, mm. she said while closing, she she felt the building shaking along with the walls, floors, and ceilings. When she was able to get outside, all was still and calm. So while inside, it's all shaking, and outside... Yeah. It's just a building. It's just crickets. And actually, when you look at the outside of it, like, it does look like a big old barn. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it used to be a slaughterhouse. Yeah. and I, yeah. It, But I believe at one point it was supposed to have been, like, burnt down and then rebuilt. And it's, like, weird that it would still, I don't know. 
Yeah, there's all this stuff. I mean, some believe that the basement holds the gateway or portal to hell itself. Correct. That's where that story yes. comes into play. And that's a reference to the uh, long-abandoned slaughterhouse as well. Yes. Um, the stairs near the well in the old stairhouse or slaughterhouse have been deemed, quote, the stairs that lead to nowhere. And phantom footsteps can often be heard on these stairs. And then some believe that spirits can't cross flowing water. So the rare northern current of the Licking River may be keeping dark forces trapped inside the building. That's a theory, too. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. So, you know, basically this uh, this this current and water, it's it's holding everything in. You know, and you mentioned the former caretaker. Um, There's a a patron that claimed that uh, they experienced suffocating heat. Mm-hmm. A flying trash can, and a man with a handlebar mustache repeating "die game, die game," uh, Latin for, for dying, dying well slash dying, dying good. good in the men's restroom. Yeah, I wonder if it's diegame, if it's Latin. Oh, diegame. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry. It's <laughs> my it birthday. Is, it is your birthday. Yeah. They're saying <clears throat> that um, there are people who have spotted apparitions claiming to have witnessed. Descriptions of a headless ghost dressed in turn-of-the-century clothing and photos of Buck Brady also match description of often-seen ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the Travel Channel's documentary, Bobby's wife was overcome by the scent of roses yeah. in the basement, grabbed around the waist, picked up, thrown down, and pushed down the stairs by a force that resembled sketches of Alonzo Wailing screaming, get out, get out. Janet was, like Pearl and Joanna, five months pregnant at that yeah. point. She refuses to set foot in the club yeah. again. Yeah. I, I saw some sort of uh, yeah. reference to that. And then they were, as soon as she had her experience and she told staff members, they all started to share their strange events. And then they were like... Oh, nobody wanted to talk about it because they're like, they're just going to call me crazy like they did Carl. And then they're like, oh, we all are having the same experience. Maybe Carl's not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, they they had these uh, historic photos of Pearl Bryan, and it matches the witnesses' descriptions Mm -hmm. of a headless ghost dressed in the the turn-of-the-century clothing. Yep. And photos of Buck Brady as well, also matching descriptions of these often seen ghosts. Mm -hmm. Um, The hot spots in the club include the spotlight room and the catwalk over the stage, the well in the basement, the old china room, and the platform area near the kitchen. Uh, People have also claimed to see ghosts in the big pitted mirror in the main room. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy stuff, boy. So Roger Heath, a bartender, had once seen two small handprints on Carl's back as if he was embraced by a woman. Several employees have seen the headless woman. Paranormal research concluded that it had to be the poor ghost of Pearl. Mm -hmm. The experience especially took place near the well. Carl, originally not a religious man, sprinkled holy water in the well on more than one occasion because somebody advised him to do so. Instead of bringing the spirits rest with the holy water, it made him agitated. (laughs) All kinds of things flew off the shelves in the club. Lights went on and off continuously, and employees were physically attacked. They were scratched. There was hair pulling. 
And of course, the exorcism performed in 1994. So it didn't work. The ghost got really upset and started pushing customers and employees and scratched them until they bled. They just scared the crap out of everybody. From that moment, Bobby decided to live in harmony with the ghosts. He's like, okay, no more holy water in the well. (laughs) Things don't go well when you do that. Today, things are much better. The spirits are well-behaved. Sometimes someone feels caressed by an unseen hand or gets poked in the side. Innocent and friendly. But the ghosts have a rather critical opinion when it comes to music. When a band performs that they dislike, the throwing starts again to scare them away from the stage. Bobby Mackey's Music Club is much loved today. But, you know, would you want to sit down and have beer with a ghost? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I have a firsthand experience of someone that was there. Nice. Yeah. I don't know her name, but she was there with her friend Nikki. Her experience. She arrived at the Honky Tonk on Friday with her friend Nikki, who lives in the area. Um, Mick, Nikki had been to the tavern before and was willing once again to come along with this oh, person. okay. Got you. To see the establishment for herself. On the outside, it looks like every other side of the road bar. It has been redone over the years. However, she couldn't help but feel a very eerie feeling when looking at the perimeter of the building, which would be the exterior of the basement. Mm -hmm. Inside, again, it seems pretty normal on the surface. Definitely a honky-tonk. As soon as you enter, you are greeted with a warning sign, which states the establishment has been deemed haunted and that the club is not responsible for anything that happens there. Could you imagine? Picture it. You're on a road trip and you're like, oh, you know what? Let's just stop. We'll get out. We'll have a drink. Yeah. You know, maybe they've got like yeah, bar food. Something to eat. We'll get something to eat. Burger. You know, we'll uh, stretch our legs, mm-hmm. go potty. Yeah. And then we'll get back on the road. And as you're walking in, you see a sign that says, yo, Sorry, we're hella haunted. Super sorry about that. That being said, you continue on at your own risk, and we're not responsible for what the ghosts do to you while you're in here. Like, wouldn't you just be like, I just wanted to pee. I just wanted to have a nice cold bevy. Maybe pee again and then get back out on the road. I know if I was with my dad, my dad would be like, fucking Ohio. <laughs> or no, uh, Tennessee. You know, Kentucky. Or Kentucky, yeah, yeah. One of those states. Yeah, No. pick one. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be pretty weird. I I read that same thing, mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out and like put myself in the place of that, of like, what would I do? You know, I know I would go in. But then I started thinking, like... Oh, I'd 100% I'd go in. Yeah, I'd go in, but then, like, what's my... Like, what's my... What's your threshold? What's my threshold, knowing full well that I'm going into something, and they are like, look, we're not responsible for anything that happens to you. <laughs> you know, just that blanket statement. Yeah. It's like, okay, so what can happen to me? You yeah, know, I mean, what like exactly that, is going to happen to me? Yeah, That yeah. you're like, oh, by the way, lols, 
we're not responsible. <laughs> yeah. You know, so then I, I envisioned myself like going in, getting the order, sitting down. And of course, it'd be like, so what are the stories? And I'd hear like a pregnant woman getting thrown down the stairs and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just. You'd be like. Yeah, what? and like if you smell what? if you smell roses, you yeah. know that's her. You know, like with my nose, yeah. you know, I'd be like, oh my goodness, yeah. Now I I thought about that for for quite a while while reading up on this. I was like, yeah, I I've always told you like I have no problem going in anywhere. I'm strong in my myself. Mm -hmm. I'm strong in my constitution. I'm strong in my faith that mm -hmm. I will go into anywhere. But I think the moment I feel something picking me up and throwing me, I'm gonna that's, have that's your. I'm gonna have an evaluation process right there. <laughs> Things, there, there, there's gonna be some calculations. Yeah, done. yeah, no, exactly. You're gonna be like, oh, this is what you meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is what you meant by you're not responsible, right? You know. Yeah. So you didn't do this. You didn't throw me. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, Noted. okay, okay. So this Noted. is this is the thing you were talking That's about at the thing door. You had on the door. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. Okay. I do right. I do an evaluation process there and then I'd 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 figure out because then there'd be part of me. This is where I'd split in half. Mm -hmm. And this would be kind of my own fight or flight thing spiritually. Right. You know, do I retreat or do I fight it? Mm -hmm. You know? And yeah. not fight it, but like fix like fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's going to be a problem for me. It's always been a problem for me, you know, my whole life with just about anything, mm -hmm. you know, if there's any kind of danger thing. I don't run to it, but I'm kind of just like, you know. Well, here's the thing. I'm always like, I always think about like the next person. Like I think <laughs> about, I think about this scenario specifically. Yeah. Because you are closed off to everything. A lot. Yeah. No, you're just closed off to everything. Mm -hmm. Whereas I apparently am open to all the things. Mm -hmm. So what I wonder is if I would have an experience mm -hmm. or something would happen to me and then you'd be like, yo, there's nothing here. Like if I saw something in the mirror. Yeah, but I wouldn't be like, you know, like I trust you. Like, you yeah. know, I wouldn't not yeah. believe you. Like, you know, if you say you've seen something or you experience, it's like with the shadow people yeah. when we were doing demons and demonology. Yeah. I never questioned that. No. You know, yep. I would, you know. You did You did have your series of questions like, what were you doing? What were you thinking yeah, right no, beforehand? Yeah, no, exactly. You, did was, you have a lot of things happened, going on? You know, was, was like, it out of the corner of your eye? Or, was it straight yeah. on? I was but like, I never denied the fact no. that you didn't see it. You know, yeah. oh, Jen, you're seeing things. Yeah. You know, get but some I just sleep, wonder. Shut up. I wonder <laughs> if I wonder how that would go. Or yeah. if yeah, the they whole. would be like, because you're so closed off, they'd be like, fuck it. It's not even worth messing with her. Yeah, I don't know. I know if they mess with you, that's a problem. Mess with the bull to get the horns. Yeah. No, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, and that's where that's what I mean by like that whole evaluation thing. Like, yeah. if it's a messing with me thing, eh, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, like, the you thing, like, I got pissed with that. I got wicked pissed with that. Yeah. You know, and that's when I kicked into overgear. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right. Let's get what the do we got to do? Let's get the Benedict medals. <laughs> we did. We did the Benedict to, you know, medals. Oh, yeah. We, uh, no, we went to church. Yeah, yeah. I started praying more, started mm -hmm. doing prayers before bed. Oh, yeah. And, uh, 
I will say the, it went away. The um that helped, but after I did the spell candle from Salem because mm-hmm. I did the I did a protection. Mm-hmm. I did I got a protection candle and I got a banishing candle, and I did both candles. Yeah, I did well, the. You also had the banishing another person and pr- praying on yeah. your end. Yeah, you know. But I will say, um, the shadow people. Because I normally, that was the first time. Like, I, when I say I was at my mom's and I saw the hat man that they call Mr. Wickman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it literally was like a shadow that someone casts on a wall. Yeah. And I, I watched him walk up the steps. Yeah, yeah. Well, him and his hat. Yeah. I watched him and his hat walk up the steps and I thought it was Trevor mm-hmm. because that's not an uncommon thing yeah. for Trevor to wear. True. said hat because yeah. it, it was very much like mm-hmm. like a cowboy hat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I came out of the bathroom fully expecting that I was going to walk into Trevor and when I walked out of the bathroom and there's nothing there's nothing yeah. and I was like oh yeah and my mother has when she hears the door open mm-hmm. in the dining room yeah she, you know how she used to have her chair in the corner mm-hmm. and she would read? She saw someone standing in the, uh, you know, where they've got that half wall mm-hmm. between the yeah. study yeah. and the living room. Dad was sitting on the couch and he's like, hey, Trev. And mom picked up her eyes from her book. And then she said she just looked back down at her book and said to Dad, that's not Trevor. And she just continued (laughs) reading. It's so so your mom. Yeah. Don't get up. Don't check it out. We're the only two here. No. And there might be something else here. She saw an image yeah, still, I'm yeah, gonna get up wall. and check yeah. it out, yeah. though. And she's that's, like, "Yeah, that." That's, that's what I just don't understand. <laughs> you know, it's just some people have a, a different fight or flight mechanism. But the right. shadow people, yeah, yeah are black. To, yeah, like it's not gray. It's not like the shadow that you cast. No. Like it's... I heard a person give a really good description of it. It's just devoid of light. Yes, it is. You know, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just a hundred percent devoid it, of light. But it was. Humanish shaped. Yeah, yeah. I guess it. I mean, humanoid. Well, it was kind of like a snowman when you get down to it because yeah. it had like the little, little, yeah. little shadow at the top. A little portly in the midriff. <laughs> was that, uh, little, little more shadow. Yeah. Little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And they move fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like a marsupial. Nothing moves as fast as Marcy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, back to her encounter. Yeah, what are we talking about again? <laughs> what was her name, Nikki? <laughs> we never got her yeah, name. Yeah. Just her friend's name. Just her Nikki. friend's name, Nikki. It's very dark inside with red lighting and a thick shroud of cigarette smoke as individuals are allowed to smoke inside. For you smokers, mm-hmm. there you go. It's your last place. It's the last place on earth. The gateway to hell. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... Fuck it. Fuck it's it, the man. gateway it's to hell. Gateway to you want to kill man. yourself with a cigarette? Sure. Go ahead, man. I'm going to go in smoking. And honestly, 
it was the cigarette smoke where she was like, I'd be more inclined to leave because of that than of a ghost. Of course. Um, she said it was fun overall, but sh- but it was a short period of time that she was there. There mm-hmm. were several people dancing to Mackie's music. Others could be seen riding the mechanical bull, shooting pool, or sitting around and drinking. She stayed on the main floor. She felt an overall eerie feeling there, she says. To be honest, it was interesting to see the people there who just hung out like the bar wasn't steeped with historic history. Well, here's, here's a thought. Deep Thoughts by Jen. Yeah. What if... The people that are just chilling, hanging out, Aren't are just chilling and hanging out because that's what they do. Oh, you're going three sixty five, and I you going, walk in what there. What if they weren't there? I know, <laughs> I know, I know where you were going. We'll entertain. That'll be Frank's deep thought. Yeah. What if you went in there with that? preconceived yeah. notion no, that this place about, is hella haunted. We talked about it all the time. So you're like, oh my God, it was really eerie and creepy. And oh my God, people were just sitting there like yeah. nothing was happening. Yeah. Well, guess what? Nothing's nothing was happening. happening. Yeah. And then you wonder what kind of energy that provokes. Yeah. Or, or what that invites. You know, yep. if that invites something, it's going to come to you. It's not going to come to them. They're conditioned around it. Right. So even if that energy is around, again, it goes back to demonic possession, what we were talking about last week. Yeah. You know, and talking about with demons and demonology. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't open that door, they yeah. don't have access to get to you. No, they don't. It's really that simple. Yeah. You know, and, and that door could be open in a lot of ways. And that's what's interesting here, because this is a bar. Right. You know, where inhibitions go out the fucking window. Which you I know. think is the perfect. It's a perfect spot. It, it is. For, it's it's the perfect breeding ground uh, like for nefarious spirit. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. just spirit with for, bad intentions and uh, maligned and spirits, malevolent and spirit. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's ideal. No, totally. It's the devil's playground. You know. <laughs> oh my well, god, that's what they should have called it. Devil's playground instead of a gate no. to hell. It's the devil's playground. Maybe, but. No, I always I always looked at that and it just makes sense to me. You know, that's why mental institutions were always like I think medication hurts people more than it helps people. Yeah. The older and older I get, especially with my birthday coming up, my birthday month. Your birthday. Um I yeah, I I don't think medication helps as much as it would like to claim to. And if it does, boy, it comes with a price. Definitely. You know, it comes yes. with a price of si- uh, side effects and those aren't really Released well, as they should. And I say released as they should. Like, you know, people that do have side effects with things, it's just not out. You know, you hear that little bullshit disclaimer on TV as you're asking your doctor to have them recommend you some drug you saw on TV. You know, yeah, by McGregor. You know, they stole the research. They they stole the samples. But, um, yeah, it just, like, I... <laughs> It's it's messy. It really is. It is. And then you Remember wonder when we watched the documentary on the exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. And they actually had the doctors on there and they were saying that some of the medications that she had, if she had been truly possessed, those medications, the way they work within your 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 brain your and your body's yeah. chemistry. 
would not have allowed them to escape. And that's one of the reasons why her exorcism wasn't successful. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it almost act like an anchor. Yeah. And no. and she couldn't let them go. She couldn't get them it's out. A, I think it's a really healthy conversation to have. I, I wish think it, it's a fascinating yeah, concept. Yeah, I, I to, wish they should, you know, this is where I wish, uh, and I think it's starting to happen now. I mm-hmm. really do. I think priests, deliverance ministers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I think that end of science mm-hmm. and the kind of science part of science. Right. I think they're starting to merge together because here's the thing. It's like religion can only go so far. Correct. And here's the thing is religion's okay with that. Yeah. And, they're and an they open, openly tell you they're that. They're an open book about that. Yeah. Where science is not. True. And I think that's irresponsible of science. Yes. We were talking about this a, a little bit last week, you know, but it, it does, it's they're relevant repeating. here. Yeah. You know, I mean- Science is very ignorant to the fact of religion. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is there's a lot of scientists that have religious roots mm-hmm. and they're the merging of the two. Right. But they're they're stuck. They can't talk about that stuff. Right. If they talk about that stuff, it ruins their career. And and I just it's a shame that that is not an environment to talk about, especially now where we should be talking about literally Everything. Everything. We should be you know, talking more now than we ever yeah, have. Yeah, all the platforms that are mm-hmm. available for people yep. to talk and people to discuss things. And this is where I've often wondered, like, spinning off into, like, a separate podcast. I know somehow or some way I would love it to be a discussion of people that do have these conflicting things. Yeah. And have them before. I, I really wish this is shit Joe Rogan would do. Because he has the ability to do it. Uh, yeah. And he talks to the one person. Yeah. And then he talks to the other person. But it's like, dude, I want these two talking together. In the same And I room. want you as the mediator. Yes. Because he's aggressive enough. Yeah. He's aggressive enough to put someone in their place. Yes. But he's also very good. And he is. He's good at letting people talk. Yes. And not getting in the way. Yes. And letting them go and get their whole idea out. Right. And those long form discussions he has. But I really like I remember so many. This is why I don't listen to him anymore. Yeah. It's like I don't want to hear this one on one stuff. No. I want to hear the debate. Yeah. I want to hear the person from this idea and the person from that idea because nobody's doing it anymore. No. That was something that happened in the 70s and earlier. Yeah. And it died. Yeah. It was post World War II. It happened for about 10, 15 years. That was it. And then it was done. Yeah. And it's now been this one on one target stuff. Or a group of five people that are just talking over each other. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you just, really get nothing out of it. And you get nothing. Yeah. But no, I, I would love that. Yeah. I would love to have an actual debate on topics. Like, I would like to have multiple people in the room, like with schizophrenia. Yeah. I want that guy who's been with all those schizophrenics. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry. I I'm can't remember you, his name. There's but, something, yeah. there's some sort of demonic thing going on here. He's yeah. like, that's the only way I can describe it. And then I want the diehard neuroscientists or whatever. Yeah, to be know. like, there's no such thing. Yeah. And I want a priest there who's like, eh, let me tell you about what I've seen. What I've seen yeah. firsthand and raise their hand up yeah. and, and just, you know, maybe bring audio recordings mm-hmm. or, or, you know, but even just I don't care about the evidence at this point. It's the communication. It's the yeah. dialogue. It's the you talking. You need to get all of those people in a room. Yeah. It's, 
It's 2023 for we Pete's We should sake. have answers to these things. Yeah. There's no reason why we shouldn't. Yeah, it's 20- With the platforms and all of the information yeah. available at your hand, the fact that people are like, Earth's flat. Yeah. Vaccines give you autism. Yeah. It's like, come on. No, but here's- We're bigger than this. But We're here, better than this. Yeah, but here's the other thing is there's, and I see this, especially in the political debate, there's people that say, oh, I've offered, and this is where I'm not going to name names, mm-hmm. but I've heard certain political hosts of their own show yeah. tell an opposition person, I will give you $10,000 towards your campaign if you and I can debate mm-hmm. on this show or wherever. Name right. the place yeah. and we'll do it. And they never do it. Yeah. They never do it. They never go on. They never get into that situation. And they come up with some bullshit excuse like, oh, it's just to make everything look stupid. There's no blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. If you believe 100% in conviction of what you're doing, yes. you should feel you fine. You should have no problem. To debate. To be like, with, yeah, sure. Give me your money. To deba- money is money. No, but just to debate. Yeah. I would have had more respect for that person if they said, no, I don't need your money, but I'll debate you here. Exactly. You know, and yes. and that's that's what I, but none of it happened. No. No response. No. Nothing. No. And it was, you know, and and I've seen this over and over again. So you got these camps that are hidden that don't that's when I know someone's full of shit. Mm-hmm. Is when they don't want to debate someone. Yes. Those are the people I'm after. Those are the people I'm yeah. after to hear the truth on anything, whether yeah. it's science, politics, yeah. philosophy, don't just throw theology, out your stupid little whatever. slogan. But if you throw out your blurb and your little echo chamber, and that's it, and that's all you got. No, and you got your echo chamber, yeah. and you're not talking to anyone else, and you don't invite the thing or this other statement that's super powerful. It's very short. It's very sweet. It can go past your ears real quick. If you don't believe me. Go check them out. Yeah. You know, for someone to say that, go check them out if you don't believe me. Mm-hmm. Check them out and see mm-hmm. if I'm wrong and tell me if I'm wrong. You know, we do that often here, yeah. you know, with stuff. It's like, if you don't agree with the email us at o- OTH at uh, <laughs> seriouslydecent.com. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and I that's where I wish this dialogue would happen more with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, do medications, you know, talk to these religious folks and- you talk to some of them, the deliverance ministers, the yeah. exorcist priests from the Catholic Church, and they'll sit there and say that these medications can basically, um, uh, uh, the word just blew out of my head, but, um, you know, it will hinder yeah. your ability to, to do help things. a person, yeah. Well, no, and you think about that. Like, you could get the most responsible person in the world, but you get them drunk, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden... All their inhibitions are gone. Right. Yes. All their all their kind of little, um, you know, spiritual fences yeah. and, and things like that are are torn down yep. over just getting drunk. Yeah. You know, or if they smoke weed, they just mm-hmm. don't care anymore. Right. You know, and that's that whole inhibition being dropped down. And what is that let in? What is that right. let in? Yeah. And what, what does, is that? What, what does, does that, that do? do? Yeah. And I think. There needs to be a healthier dialogue with that, especially now, because you just see things. That- especially when they're every day, it seems like they're trying to make more and more drugs legal. And I'm sorry. And it's we, money at the end of the day. I know it's money, you know. but we know nothing or comparatively nothing yeah. about these things and what they do in long term effects. But I, I mean, 
Okay, science. Let's start with the people from the 60s. Yeah. Who were the trailblazers in it? Mm-hmm. How are they? How did they hold up? How is their mental health? What no. is their general health like? Could there be correlation between whatever their thing is and whatever event it was? <laughs> I mean, we know that some people, when they smoke pot, that can trigger their schizophrenia. Yeah. We know other people can't do LSD or PCP because they just it just destroys them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some people that can handle it. There's some that can't, right. can't, you know, and it's a, it's a delicate situation in that regard. And I think there just needs to be more discussion with that because especially schizophrenia, I'm sorry, medicine hasn't done shit for schizophrenia. No, they, they haven't. They haven't done a damn thing. They've made very and little we are talking, headway. We are talking 60 years now. Mm-hmm. 60 years now with medicine for for schizophrenia. Yeah. And they literally have accomplished nothing. Right. And um, I forget the name of the guy. We've mentioned him before in the past. Um, You know, there's a guy on YouTube that is just worth listening to in a huge way. Um, We'll look it up for next time, guys. No, I'm I'm thumbing through it. And I actually, I just figured out. Well, I can actually give you some more details about Bobby Mackey's if you're interested. They do two-hour guided tours offered where individuals are taken around all three floors of the building. That's the main floor, the upstairs, Mm -hmm. and said basement. A tour guide is present at all times, provides information on the history of the location, reported paranormal activity, and one would assume the history of the location, they would tell you about these events. Yeah. Pearl, Joanna, yeah, insert, yeah, yeah. and so on. Tours run Sunday through Thursday. They start at 7, 8, or 9 during most of the year. In the winter months, uh, they do the two-hour tours run on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday and start at 8. The cost of the tour is $35 per I wouldn't person. Hold, I wouldn't hold that to anything. Yeah. And a group of four of more people uh, would be like $25. So you get yeah. you save a little bit with the more you have. Yeah. And there's we a, can't commit to that, though. Because no. I don't want you going there and, and being like, oh, the podcast told me on what this. All tours. Yeah, and their price was, is their price. That's... Right. And I, I bear in mind, this was from a couple of years ago. So inflation. Yeah. Adjust for inflation. Yeah. No, uh, Jerry Marzinski is okay. his name. Sorry, and, Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Jerry. No, I have always said, like, if, if we were to start doing guests, I'd want to cue him up as one of the, the first few. I would want to talk to him. Um, You can't help but be overwhelmed by, like, the onslaught of his message, you know, and it, and it takes a few days to process it. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to it, and then at the time I'm sitting there and I'm listening, I'm like, wow. You know, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. I recommend literally just listening to him talk. Don't do it while you're working. Don't do it while you're, yeah, you know. Yeah, give him your attention. He, give him your attention because he really crosses over on some deep stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's comes from a ton of experience in this stuff. Right. And that's the stuff you can't deny. I mean, this guy's been working in prisons and uh, mental institutions for decades. Yeah. And he dealt specifically with schizophrenics. Right. You know, and he brings up some alarming things. Um, And it's just, uh, it's really revealing. And one of the things that just he casually said 
and you just start thinking about it, it's like, why do, you know, he gets into really good discussions. Is this why I'd like to see him with a, a neuroscientist yeah. where like, why do the voices inside their heads say to get off your, to, to that your, your medicine is making you your sick. Your medicine's making you sick your and to kill you. Your trying to kill you. Yeah. You know, so this goes into the dialogue of what we were just saying earlier. Yeah. Does the medicine help or not? Right. Because with his experience with schizophrenics, he's saying that the medicine holds them back and mm -hmm. controls them. That's why they're, um, they get a little better, so to right. speak. Yeah. You know, but while they're on their med, while they're on their meds, they still have voices telling them to get off mm -hmm. and then they get off and they feel terrible. Yeah. This is the same thing that happens with people with depression. Yeah. You know, depression is the same thing. It's like, and what, what the clinic, clinical people say is, well, you're feeling better. And with you feeling better, you're asking yourself, why do I need this medicine? Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. what's the point? I feel well. I don't yeah. need to take this Because drug. I'm feeling better, I don't need this yeah. anymore because I'm better. Yeah. And that that holds. I mean, that's a... That's I would have believed that too. Yeah. But, but when you've got someone when you... there who's like talking to these people and they're like, yeah, it's not just that I feel good. But it's, that's what I'm saying. Depression's yeah. different. It's, I think a milder form of this stuff, but like schizophrenia... You're still taking the drugs. You're doing well, but you do have these voices telling you to get the voices are telling you yes. to get off the meds, you know, and so this gets into a delicate area and then you get off the meds and bang, you're just all messed up again. But he brought off one single thing that just sticks with me every single time I think of Jerry Marzinski is why are all of the voices telling them terrible things? Yes. Why There's are they never a why is it always message. negative? Why yes. is it always dark? Yes. Why is it why is it never a positive message or anything yeah. inspirational? Like, hey, you're or doing anything. great today. Yeah. You, you know, know it'd be great. You look Let's really go get a nice coffee. You look really good in those jeans. You go, girl. You yeah. know, I you mean, know what just... we need? We need a new pair of shoes. Yeah. It's never that. It's never that. No. And, and it's he... always like And he started talking about that. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, son of a bitch, you got a point, you mm -hmm. know. And the thing is, is like, that's what I want to see the dialogue on. Right. That's what I want to see the talk about, yeah. you know, because that's interesting right there. And that's that's a topic for debate. And yeah. I'd love to see where it goes. I don't care how it's answered. No. It's going to be answered the way it's supposed to be answered. Right. The solution's going to provide itself. Right. But to deny yourself the conversation to get to the solution. Right. To me is just stupid. It is. I just, that's where I'm at it's at this point in the careless. game. It is stupid, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it just frustrates the living hell out of me because it's 2023. Yeah. We live in the first world of yeah. like the best yeah. of this everything available. This is supposed available. to be the best of the best. Yeah, this is the best of everything. Not just the best of like technology and stuff, yeah, but the no. best of minds. Yeah. We're supposed to have all of this and yet we can't talk and, and worse, won't talk. Yeah, that's the that's the yeah. part that's troubling to me. It's mm -hmm. it's not that we can't talk. It's it's available. It's here. Right. But it's won't talk. Yeah. Why? Why, Why? won't What's the problem? you talk? Yeah. And it gets back to the thing I was talking about, the politician. Mm -hmm. It's like if your stance is so amazing 
and your stance is so high and hall almighty, mm-hmm. why aren't you calling people out? Yeah. Why aren't you debating them? Yeah. And even more, why are you trying not to debate people yeah. when people put you on point yeah. and people put you when on When people stance? call you out, what is yeah, your problem? Why, why are you giving some lame excuse like, oh, it's just a thing to blah, blah, blah. No. Throw sunlight on that shit and yeah. expose it. Yeah. You know, and, and find out where the darkness is. Mm-hmm. Find out where the, the the liar is. Right. Where is the demon? Yeah. You know, because that's where you get into the good and evil. Right. And and until until we do that, we're gonna be stuck. Yeah. I just that's my terrible news on my birthday and fourth of July. <laughs> Ta-da! No, it just we're gonna be stuck. Yeah. We're not gonna progress. We're not gonna advance. And for everybody that wants yeah. to progress and everyone that wants to advance, you have to talk. Yes. Even your family members. If you disagree with a family member, you guys gotta figure out how to sit down and, and talk. talk about it. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to resolve on things, but at least just say, yo, man, this is where I'm coming from. Right. And the other person, hey, this is where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. That's how it starts. That's right. breaking bread. Yes. That's, yeah. you know, throwing the olive branch out to say, yeah, yes. all right, okay, I I get now your energy and I right. get your- I, I get why you- I get why you feel, feel the, way the way you, you do. Yeah. I still disagree with it, but we're one step closer, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how- that's how that's that's called a healthy dialogue. No, and that's reconciling. Why can't we dialogue? And, no, and that's what that's what saddens me because it doesn't matter how much technology we have. It doesn't matter how much someone's gone to school. It doesn't matter how much any yeah. of this stuff has gone on because if you can't do this stuff, you're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, just this is this is max rev on the tachometer. You know, you're pinned at yeah. eight grand and there's only nine grand yeah. and nobody wants to go to nine grand, yeah. you know, or no one wants to shift and bring the RPNs back down, you know, yep. and, you know, for all you gearheads, you know. It's probably but, not good for your engine yeah. to stay like that, huh? No, well, no. And that's the thing is the engines just revved yeah. in the red line right now. Everybody's in the red line and no one wants to just sit and be like, look, this is why I feel this way. You know, and I think some people have tried to have that discussion mm-hmm. and the other side or the other person or that family member is like, look, I can't talk to you. I can't yeah. blah, blah, blah. I can't go. And with for you those there. people, I yeah, I genuinely feel bad. You know, you've tried mm-hmm. in some way or another and it still can't get reconciled. But, you know, the part that pisses me off with all this is generally it all funnels down to money and it all funnels down to power and people need a group to make them powerful. Mm-hmm. And so this is where it gets with medicine. Like I never thought I'd see in my lifetime a whole bunch of people rooting a pharmaceutical company going on, but I saw it the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Unbelievable. Pharmaceuticals were the devil. Yeah. They were the worst company in the world. Blah, 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 blah. Now, you know, oh, we got to do everything these pharmaceutical companies tell us. Yeah. You know. Um, did you forget? Did you forget they created the opioid epidemic yeah no they everything they've created generally has been bad yes i just you know i'm not and trust me my mom has cancer and the pharmaceutical companies are doing my mom well yes but it is coming with a lot of side effects it is it is coming with a lot of things it is coming at a cost and this is the personal connection i have with this where yeah i'm happy it's doing the thing with the cancer but there's this other stuff that's happening too and well, 
And we no, and what I'm supposed to do is just sit there and be thankful for it. It's like, no, I don't have to be thankful for this. Mm -hmm. You know, I can hate both of them, or I can disagree with both of them, or I can be uncomfortable with both of them. Issues with all of it. Yeah, I can. I don't have to. I don't have to pick a side. Yeah. Period. You have to. You have (laughs) to bear in mind that most medicines are a poison. They're a poison to counter. Yeah. Whatever is in your body. Yeah. And with cancer drugs, the hope is that the poison kills the cancer before it kills the person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of it just restricts it. I mean, you know, definitely medicine's getting smarter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'll give it that. But but it doesn't mean it's doing all the right things it should be doing. You know, but again, can we have that discussion, please? Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. You have a lot of people in the medical industry that are trying to talk. They yeah. want to talk. Yeah. And that's all they do and is want to talk. Yeah. And they're not allowed to talk. No. And even more, they're losing their license to mm-hmm. practice medicine. They're just getting shunned away and canceled from everything. Remember we watched that documentary on Lyme disease? And yeah. Yeah. there was a doctor in Australia that was like, you know, I have found that when I do intravenous vitamin C, yeah. that my patients, like all these people that supposedly didn't respond to the antibiotics mm-hmm. and have all these horrible, debilitating symptoms, like it went away with the intravenous vitamin C. Yeah. And they they were threatening him, not only with losing his license, oh, but yeah. like, no, it's big, going after it's him. Big money, and he's like, because that's not their prescribed, Here's or a, it's not their approved treatment yeah. plan. Here's another thing with vitamin C that's crazy. There was a woman who found out that you can give these cancer patients super high doses of vitamin C, mm-hmm. like intravenously, yeah. like yeah. just super, super high doses, and it was getting rid of the cancer. Yeah, and people were that's fine. That's what it. That's what it no did with the Lyme disease and all that other too. stuff. Yeah. So I read a book about this. You want to hear some crazy shit? Yes, please. I love crazy shit. I read a book about this when I was, you know, younger. I was like late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. I read this book about this woman, and they can't find her. Like she's missing. Mm-hmm. You know, and the son's trying to. I didn't know much about the son at that point, but they were saying like the family is trying to work on it and all that. So. I'm reading this because I'm working on the canal as a laborer at that time. Are you talking about Elaine Case? On the on the shore gang. So I'm I'm working on the shore gang, and I read this book about Elaine Case, and um, and and basically, you know, I'm totally infatuated by it. You know, it's a great read. You know, but like anything else, I'm off to the next book and the next yeah. book and the next book. You know, so two three years goes down the road, and um, I'm on the the urger, the tour boat mm-hmm. on the canal there. And so that I lived on that boat yeah. and, and went up, uh, up and down the, up canal. and down Champlain canal and Erie canal on New York state. So I'm over in Otsego Lake mm-hmm. by, um, what's that called? Uh, Oh, the Sylvan beach. Mm-hmm. That's Otsego Lake, right? I have no idea. Uh, I think so. Something like that. Sylvan Beach is Oneida Lake. Or Oneida Lake, yeah. So I'm at Sylvan Beach. We parked the boat all up and all that stuff. And um, I'm tying the lines. And I was, I told the guys they were heading out to the bar at the end of the pier Mm -hmm. there um, to get some food and stuff like that. I said, I'll either meet with you or I won't. Because there was like an ice cream shop that like the mayor owned or something like that. And I used to like getting ice cream there. 
So I'm tying down the boat. I'm shutting everything down, you know, getting everything all kind of, you know, battened down. And this guy comes up with uh, like an eye patch. And um, I'm thinking like, who's this fucking What's weird your guy? your story? No, I'm Pirate just thinking dude. like, who's this weird yeah. guy? And he's going to ask about the boat because everybody asked about the boat because right. it was an old boat. The boat was a celebrity. Yeah. Like everybody knew about the boat. So he comes over and he goes, hey, he goes, uh, he goes, what's, uh, he goes, I love this boat. He goes, you know, it comes around all the time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah. And I'm telling him about the boat and all that. And I said, I said, see so from you, are you from around here? And he's, he's, well, you know, he says, uh, I kind of wander around a bit. He goes, but I'm trying to find, um, I'm trying to find somebody. And, uh, I said, really? And, uh, I go, uh, any, any leads or anything like that, you know? And this is, you know, before like the internet became mm-hmm. where you could yeah. find fucking anybody. And, uh. He starts talking about this story. Yeah. And he was one of the patients yeah. under her. Yeah. And uh, and he starts talking about it. And he says, yeah, I had cancer. I had cancer. I had brain cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ruined my eye and everything. He says, and I had no hope. They were going to say I was going to die in like a matter of time. And uh, so, and he was young at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, so... This woman comes up and, you know, says, you know, we're trying this experimental thing and I'd like to, you know, I'd like to help you if I could. You know, my parents were like, yeah, sure, no problem. And so they do the whole thing, all vitamin C, nothing else. And she actually progressed and she passed vitamin C. And she did some other things, but he was on the vitamin vitamin C C track. Yeah. And so, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, who is this person? says her name and i'm like dude i read a book like two three years ago Mm -hmm. i was like holy shit you know and so we're we're walking to the ice cream place we're freaking hanging out i'm like sponging off this guy just listening to everything and he was saying that the sun was trying to track because she disappeared she did and um and then he was after the sun yep um thinking that the sun was trying to find her work and all that stuff but and i was sitting there i was like man i was like so that was the real deal he's like that's the real deal i was there she, after the vitamin C, she went to, there was a indigenous tribe in Canada where they had zero incidences of cancer. No one in that tribe mm-hmm. died of cancer. And she was, she was curious. And she's like, all right, what are they doing? You know, maybe I'll just, yeah, I'll go, I'll try and pick their brain. She goes... I didn't expect that I would get anywhere, but she spent enough time with him and she was talking to everyone. And I think it was their medicine man. She noticed that they were drinking this tea Mm -hmm. and she's like, what is this? And it's just four herbs that they would go, they would harvest. And anytime anyone was sick or ill Mm -hmm. and not just like, no. With a virus. And he mentioned that tea as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if That's somebody crazy. had an open wound, they would brew this tea and they would pour that yeah. that tea over the wound. Yeah. Or if it was really bad, they would make the poultice yeah. with the yeah. four herbs. Yeah. So she started experimenting. Like she she recognized what the herbs were and she noted you know, the concentrations, mm-hmm. you know, it was like so yeah, much of this one, down, so yeah. much of that one. And she brewed the tea herself and she took her 
her findings, she was a nurse, like a registered nurse or a nurse practitioner. And she was working in the cancer units. And they pretty much gave her free reign over all of the terminal cases. Mm -hmm. And she was fine until her terminal patients started to recover. Yeah. And that's when they got pissed. Mm -hmm. They were okay if her tea helped the terminal patients pass with less pain. But the minute they started to recover, that became a problem. It's a bloodthirsty industry, boy. And then she all of a sudden... Yeah. disappeared yeah and her son couldn't find her her son did find all of her works it's so. weird it's the story that a lot of people know about uh-huh. that no one talks about maybe we'll do an episode on oh it. no we're definitely gonna it. do an episode on it but um do you have anything for no that's all bobby i have Mac- for bobby Mackey. all right i have one thing uh because i just don't want to hang on to this any longer all right um so the human trafficking thing that i've been kind of going through here and there um, I have do a lot we, of stuff that do I... Do we want to know? <laughs> this is where I think people need to start talking. Okay. You know? um, I was going to bag it for a while and then talk later on it when I had some other stuff going through and I was actually going to do a whole episode. But then I was listening to a podcast, uh, it was like a week ago or two weeks ago, and there's this, um, it's either Yako or Jaco Buyans, and mm-hmm. he's a, um, a minister or a priest down in Texas. Yeah. And uh, a lot of it lined up with what, I had. Mm-hmm. So this these things where I feel like I know I'm right. on the right yeah. track with stuff. So I wanted to share it with people. I know everybody's, you know, excited to celebrate 4th of July here in the States. Um, but I think there needs to be, again, a healthy dialogue of what's going on on the border between Mexico and us. Yes. Um, so right now, there are 500,000 women and children in America today in sexual slavery. Each year, uh, each year, we're doing the amount of slavery that was accumulated over a 300-year period. Mm-hmm. So I have a real hard time with people talking about the past of America with slavery, mm-hmm. yet they don't have the fucking balls to talk about the slavery that's going on now. Right. And you're going to ask yourself, why don't they have the balls to talk about the slavery? Well, here we go. Okay. This is why. Um, what people are finding on the border as they're capturing these coyotes and, you know, all yeah. these these people here uh, from the cartel, they're finding these slave trade documents that were similar to manifests that were used on the ships 300 years ago. Oh. These documents are being discovered in 2023. Yes. Now. Yes. Modern day slave trade documents. Yes. I don't want people to lose touch of, of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So the documents contain the name of the trader or the coyote or whatever. Right, yeah. And then typically, uh, you know, typically it'd be a coyote. And then they'll have uh, like uh, ninos and ninas, boys and girls. They'll have uh, name by name. Yep. And then they'll have these dollar amounts and that's owed to the cartel. Yep. So how this works is it lists specifically how much money they owe to the coyote. Yes. So there's dollar amounts for all this. So I'm going to rattle them off. $2,500 per kid. Mm -hmm. And the kid owes this debt. The child does. Yes. So the only way the child is going to pay this debt is by selling their body. The cartel has an incredible accounting system to track these owed amounts and payments. Right. It's incredible, actually. The cartel adds 30% interest per month. So a child has 2500 bucks they owe. Plus 30% interest every month. Every month. So if a child sells their body at $50 at a time, they're never going to be out of debt. 
because you're basically 30% of $2,500 is $750 for those of you that suck yeah. at math. So for 2500 bucks that they owe, they just crossed. And, and here's the thing. They owe that as soon as they cross. Yeah. So the, the interest starts going. It's not a yeah. deal. You know, it's purposely built for them to be enslaved to the cartel forever. forever. And that's usually how it works. So unfortunately, we have an American government now who is lying to the American people. Yeah. I really don't care what you think. Yeah. You can stop listening to podcasts. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I really don't. Why? You got to ask yourself, and this goes back before with the discussion. And I didn't plant that. I just yeah. saw we had time and I was going to talk about it quick. But how come the news is not talking about this? Right. How come the news is not front and center about this? Yet everybody down there knows about all this. Mm-hmm. You're hearing this probably for the first time from a horror podcast from two people from central freaking New York. Yeah. Just think about that for a moment. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's disgusting. And it's inhumane. And it's embarrassing as an American to say this. It really is. We have to hold them accountable. Yes. They've, they say they've lost 85,000 children. And it's looking to be more of 250,000. They underreport by 70% the numbers that are coming across the border. Yes. 70% they're underreporting. Yeah. These are people on the ground that are trying to figure this out. Yeah. And that's, again, word from the ground on the border. Who is that? It's law enforcement. Yeah. It's all of these people. So you have people bitching and complaining about slavery that happened 300 years ago, and you have slavery now that's worse now. Than it was then. In a different name. And this is aided and abetted, I'm sorry, by the whole entire government. Yeah. They're Across turning a, the board. They're turning a blind eye to it. And the ones that are speaking up about it are told to just, they're not getting coverage. They're not no. getting anything. So to cross the border, it's $2,500 per child. It's $8,500 per adult. Oh. Yeah. So the, the interest starts, they have to pay the Im immediately on day one. So you thought the interest of $750 a month for a kid was bad. Yeah. $8,500 for an adult. They have line entries on these manifests that can total up to $45,000. These are people that are crossing the country that have no idea how to speak the language. They have no idea how anything works. They have nothing. They have nothing. Yeah. And, and this is happening. The cartel is making millions and millions of dollars a day on this. It's insane. And the network is very sophisticated. That's yeah. what I'm getting into now. Yeah. Is literally, I started with Epstein and I've split into, it's literally hundreds of different ways. It's, yeah. it's unreal. Um, there was a decapitation in Texas and the a cartel, the cartel's decapitating a, a U.S. citizen in the United States. They're driving on the southern border mm -hmm. with 50 caliber machine guns inside the united states don't believe me look it up yeah just if you're gonna look up the modern news like i said stop listening now because yeah i just i'm done with you <laughs> let's have the dialogue yeah i'm dialoguing with you yeah prove me wrong yeah oth at seriouslydecent.com send mm -hmm. the email send the links send the stuff and i'm to the point now where i'm gonna start bringing up this stuff with human trafficking and everything, I'm going to debate people on the show. Mm -hmm. And if you disagree with it and your numbers are wrong, then good. 
you got a free trip to the show. Mm-hmm. And we'll do either a Zoom interview or something, and we'll we'll do video. I don't care. Whatever it takes. This is insane. This is just unbelievable. The youth is literally getting broken. Yeah. This is what's happening, you know? And and this is where we see the the tough part of a a generation here that is not understanding any of this. You know, um, you have a 15-year-old today. In three years, they're going to be a voter. Mm-hmm. So Gen Z, age 12 to 25, is the largest section of society on planet Earth. It's yeah. American Gen Z. And... You know, this is a whole entire generation that watches porn and produces porn on themselves. And you're going to be like, oh, Frank, here you go on porn. It's like, this is where all this, a lot of this comes from. Porn and has I'm not become talking, such a problem yeah. that it has showed up in Dr. Drew's yeah, world. Yeah. He comments on it often. Yeah. That the porn has become such a problem and not just the porn, but the uh, the texting and the lack mm-hmm. of communication yeah. between people that that Gen Z de- uh, generation mm-hmm. don't know how to interact with each other. No, no. They it, don't know how to date. They don't know how to yeah, talk. Yeah. They don't know how no, to. No, which is fine. If they want to figure it out and do it a different way, I don't care about that. Yeah. I'm not going to get into this whole generation yeah. You know, this generation's better than that, regardless of what yeah. I think. But the fact is, is like if you got a different way of doing things and it's fine, by fine, all means, yeah. fine, go for it. But you have all these people that are in the slave trade. Yes. It's the largest slave trade ever. And you've got these assholes on TV that are acting like everything's fucking great. Yeah. You know, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong. And I wouldn't have dipped into this if they just actually charged some people for the Epstein shit. Yeah. You know, but no, you piss me off and I know how to find information. Mm -hmm. That's my bread and fucking butter. Yeah. If you have information on you, I can fucking find it. (laughs) And that's and that's what I'm doing. I'm just dipping my toe in this. Yeah. My life is my job hanging out with my loved ones. Yeah. This podcast is part time and this is part, 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 part time. Right. This is just stuff I do while I'm watching TV. Yeah. On occasion. You know, this I I wish I had full time ability to, to get into to this because yeah. I'd love to see what I could. I say I'd love to, but I've hated everything I've found, you know. So back to the whole thing of you got American Gen Z that's, you know, age 12 to 25. Right. They all watch porn and produce porn on themselves. Yes. You know, and and this is the thing is the porn that you see of this, I will even call I hate to say it. I will call okay porn. The 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 human trafficking stuff, you're not seeing that. And if it is on porn, it's the it's the dirtiest porn right. you're ever going to see. You know, it's often on the dark net. It's traded yeah. like freaking baseball cards. Yeah. It's crazy. So the average age of porn entry in America is boys at age 8. And then you want to know why men are so fucked up. So the first view into intimacy for a kid at eight years old, is things like gang rape, yeah. where a couple guys will just have sex with a chick. Mm-hmm. That's what an eight-year-old's going to find now. Mm-hmm. It's different when I was a kid, and I'm going to say that as an older guy. Yeah. But the the exposure I had at age eight was my dad's Playboys. Yeah. That I found or somewhere around the house. You know, yeah, those they magazines. Were randy. Yeah, and you'd be lucky if you saw someone having sex. You know. Yeah. And there was like this one kid you knew. His parents had like a a fucking 
v- porn VHS, stash, yeah. like porn, you know, and you saw those. And even that, you know, has a dramatic effect. But you couple that with 12 states, and this is what I'm getting at. You know, if you can get over the whole porn concept and all that, this is what I'm leading to. You couple that with 12 states that are lowering the age of consent to age 14. Oh. And then next year, 14 more states are going to try to lower it to 14. So that's 28 states. That's half the country. So you're going to get all these kids with an early entry age to porn. They're seeing, you know, stuff like gang rape and disrespecting women. And then they're going to lower the age of consent, age of consent, consent to 14. Yeah. 10 states now, now mm-hmm. are getting rid of the sex offender registry. California is leading the charge. Because they're minorly attracted. So so now you're going to have... They're not pedophiles. So you're going to have... minorly attracted. Well, well no. They're, they're removing it entirely. Yeah. And, but this is the problem. Comprehensive sex ed is in the, the classroom, so you're mm-hmm. getting exposed to that. District attorneys are not prosecuting sex crimes. No. And then they plead it down to minor offenses. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting rid of the sex offender registry... They're never going to make it to court. No. You're never going to know these people exist. No. I mean, this is the problem. Like, even if you watch, uh, like, true crime and all that stuff, and they have no... When they have an idea of maybe the type of person who did it, mm-hmm. they go and they check people with the records. The offender registry. That's they the first the place offender, they go. They check the offender registry. Mm-hmm. And what people have to understand about crime, and if you're, you know, oh, I hate cops, and cops just... You know, they invent shit on people and all that stuff. You're living in a fantasy world. Yeah. Because basically 80% of the crimes are done by 10% of the people. Yeah. It's the 20% that are the hard cases. But the 80% of crime is done by the same 10% of people. Yeah. So if you have a record, and this is just common sense, if you had a record that you sexually offended somebody... And there's a sexual assault there's a of sexual someone, assault or someone died, in and your there town, is sexual assault associated with it. Yeah, you're gonna go to the person that's that has that's a history of before. it. It's yeah. like you know, you're gonna yeah. have the history of it, and you're gonna ask these questions: Where were you on the night of blah yeah. blah blah? Do you yeah. have an alibi? Yeah. And if you have an alibi, then fine, yeah. you're okay. But if that person doesn't have an alibi, you got a lead now, right? And that's how you got that lead because they were on the registry. Yep. So this is where I'm sorry, people got to freaking smart up and they got to get in the game because this is happening. Yes. It's happening now. Yeah. 10 states this year are getting rid of the sex offender registry. California's leading the charge. Now here's another thing that people don't know about government. When California puts something in, there's a pool of 20 states that just say, well if California's doing do it, California we're doing does, it. does, yeah. So that's half the country. Yeah. So if 10 states are doing it this year, and California gets it done just on their own right, there's about 13 to 15 states that are just going to be falling in on it. Yeah. So you, again, can have half the country that now has an age of consent of 14. And no sex offender and registry. And no sex offender registry. Don't believe me. Look it up, please. Prove me wrong. I do. I want to be wrong on all of this. You know, so now you add up open border telling the cartels, sure, bring children, bring fentanyl. Yeah. Put it in the kids' backpacks. Yep. There's no health or human services on the border. No. Go ahead. Check that one out. And Biden just canceled the DNA swap program. And everybody can raise a stink about that. But now we can't even track a kid, even if we rescue her in another state. Right. 
so just think about it. We could triangulate if she came through Eagle Pass, who did she come with? Yep. The guy that said it was her father, we would have DNA. Right. And then you could build a case. Yep. But you can't build a case. They're ghost children. So now this is I'm this mm-hmm. all connects up. So now with these ghost children brings a term called recycled children. And this is exactly what the cartel's doing. So now what you have is you have more military-aged men, 20 through 35, that's coming across the border than children are available. So the way the cartel is fixing this is when you cross uh, when you cross the border with a child in arms, you get favorable treatment. Right. If a guy crosses, uh, uh, you know, a guy will cross the border with a child, and it's not his child, that child is abused because they're in the cartel. Yep. The cartel takes the child in the U.S., Then what they do is they move the child back into Mexico Mm -hmm. and they recycle that kid to put that child in the hands of another illegal immigrant to come in because they get favorable treatment by the NGOs, non-governmental organizations, if they have child in arms. So if they don't have a child, they're just released in America. Right. That's how it works. But the NGOs got their bleeding hearts for these immigrants Mm -hmm. and and basically, if they have a child, they get a meal. Yep. They get a bus ticket. You mean to yeah. tell me this is what our founding fathers fought for? Yeah. And lost their lives for? Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to celebrate for the 4th of July? Yeah. So they get a meal. They get a bus ticket. Then what they do is they recycle these kids around. Yeah. So these kids, conceivably... They're slaves. They could cross the border... Hundreds of times. Yeah. Just in someone else's arms. They could cross time. 50 times and each arm. And you can't track it because no we DNA no longer swabbing. take DNA. No DNA swabbing. And there's no health and human services there to check on what's going on with the kids. Again, check on this. Yeah. Prove me wrong. And you know what? Our inbox is going to be cricket quiet. Yeah. We're not going to hear anything. Yeah, Nothing. We, we rarely oh, I, do. I guarantee it. No, with these types of... Yeah. These types of bold, uh, you know, requests and stuff bold like that. Bold statement kind. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't hear that. So, yeah, you've got these ghost kids, and now what you've got is these military-age men, 20 yep. to 25, coming in with kids, yep. and they rotate them around. Mm-hmm. So good luck in the next 10 to 15 years here because yeah. things are going to get worse, yep. and this is why. Then yeah. at least you could say you heard it here, <laughs> you know. And, I mean, that's just it's, it's just crazy. I, I don't know what to think of it. None of it makes sense. You know, I mean, it just, um, you know, people got to sit and just really kind of figure out what they're going to stand on. Yeah. What's your stance? Yeah. What are you going to fight for? Yeah. You know, and that's my birthday wish is that people will start finding things to fight for. Yes. Like this. You want to find something to fight for? Fight for this. I think we can all stand behind the fact that it's not cool to enslave not only children, yeah. But even adults. Yeah. And these are adults. These are children. Yeah. And then also you've got a border that the cartel runs. Yeah. The United States doesn't run it. No. Mexico doesn't run it. No. It's the cartel's border. Yeah. Do you want the cartel to run the border? It's I just don't. a simple question. Yeah. If you don't, then you know what? You need to start talking to elected officials to say, we need to do something we about that We need to do here. something about Instead the border. Instead of sending billions and billions of dollars over to the Ukraine. Yeah. Which, oh, we're in that to the end. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell me what the end is. I don't know what the hell the end they is They don't either. And they don't know because it's a money scheme. Yeah. That's all it is. It's money. 
you know, and then this whole bit down there, it's a tragedy. It's it a total tragedy. Three, 250,000 kids, you know, I mean, it just, uh, it's, it's crazy. And then you got them, they, they owe this money. If they're not in this recycle program, yeah. they owe the money. Yep. You know, they, it's, it's just this massive racket operation that's yep. going on down there. And it's what pisses me off even more is these stupid reporters aren't even touching it. No. So I'm sorry. You're not a reporter. They don't even fact check you're not anymore. A, you're not a journalist. I, I just, no, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It is. It really, it's the most embarrassing moment for me to handle with all this stuff. Cause like I said, guy in his late forties in central New York is yeah. finding this shit out. And I never left my fucking house. Yeah. You didn't leave your recliner. I listened to interviews. I I read articles. Mm -hmm. I read, you know, I I've that's how I've done it. All this stuff, mm -hmm. and and yet a journalist who has funding and can go down there themselves with a camera crew, yeah. and capture all this stuff. Nope, not going to do that. And the big question Where's is, where's that chick Maria? You're her down there. Yeah. No, exactly. You know, don't even get me started on that fucking chick. Jeez. <laughs> oh. My God. She's got all those contacts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unreal. It just, uh, but I, I, I wanted to share that and more and more as I get stuff, you know, I, tr I'm packaging it into mm -hmm. a show or a series, um, you know, featured on this podcast, but, but there's moments like that where I heard it from another podcast and, uh, and I've seen his name around in the stuff that I'm yeah, researching. Yeah. No, he's an incredible guy. He's actually got an amazing story. He came from, I think, South Africa. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think it's a story with, like, his sister and stuff like that. And he became a uh, a citizen here and um, really just a, a sad story of, of coming here. And he's been literally boots on the ground down there. Um, so, yeah, if you are interested in this type of stuff and want to know more about it, mm -hmm. i just say be more informed so you can talk about this stuff in yeah. conversations because this is stuff that everyone can – Get I think in we all with. can rally behind yeah. that. His name is Jocko, G-A-C-O, and last name is, uh, uh, I, I believe it's Booyans, and it's B-O-O-Y-E-N-S. Um, yeah, look him up. I mean, you know, it's um, this is stuff I saw, and I heard him talking about it, and I was like, yeah, no, we got to all mm -hmm. talk about it. Mm -hmm. The us small little mom and pops all the way down to the, you know, all the way up to the big, the big stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's sunlight. You yeah. put sunlight on it. You now have sunlight on this. Right. You've seen it. Now it's up to you to figure out what you're going to do with it. If you're going to keep doing what you do, then fine. But don't complain about what's going to happen. Right. The next 10, 15 years with all these militant aged men yeah. crossing the border. You think they're going to do just hang out and open up a fucking gas station? I don't think that's how that works, no, Cotton. No, it's not. You know, and uh, and I think at this point it might even be too late with the millions of people that have crossed. It could be, and it's millions. Yeah, have crossed. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to get hard. It's mm -hmm. going to get real hard. But next week it's not. No, we're cult of the month. No, next week is Sid and Nancy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which. Not a great story. <laughs> no, it's not the best. But uh, yeah, it's. I, I like the story of sitting, sitting Nancy now because uh, with the different types of uh, demographics we have with the podcast, yeah. there's some that are very familiar with the story. There's some that know that maybe are. a little bit, yeah. and there's some that don't. 
Um, it's one hell of a story. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's sad. Um, they all are. A lot of them, yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, um, yeah, thanks for um, just as part of thanks my- Thanks for the downer, Frank. Well, no, I'm- <laughs> You know, I- but I want to say as part of my birthday, thanks for um, still listening to this podcast and yeah. and uh, and bragging us up around. Even when Frank brings a bunch of bad news. <laughs> I know. No, and uh, I, I was uh, spending a little bit last night. I was awake and just looking at the past uh, metrics and things like that. And thank you so much for sharing us uh, with your your network of, of friends mm-hmm. and your network of people. Um, I hope we don't embarrass you too much or maybe... Uh, put you in too too bad a standing with uh, where your friends are like what is wrong with you your friends employer or family but yeah. uh but no we we appreciate it uh and another thanks to people that participate in the um the social media you know avenues we mm-hmm. have um we're gonna break out into that a little more yep and uh yeah we definitely see a, a lot of growth coming our way just in the listeners and uh we're very blessed and happy about that and yes. we're very We're going to compost that shit and see <laughs> if we can't get it to grow a little yeah. more. And we are thinking very ambitiously now, because of you, um, to really deeply consider video for next year. Yeah. Um, so we're looking in the avenues of that, the technical stuff, the mm-hmm. equipment, mm-hmm. and then also just um, you know getting that through. So ambitiously, what we're hoping is... Uh, Normally we take a pretty, you know, a break of some kind in December, but I think what we'll do is throw a few freebies out in the realm of video... And we'll kind of sample that and see how things go. But yeah, looking very excited to a whole nother year mm-hmm. of uh, my lap around the sun. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I just, I'm glad y'all are a part of it. It's, yeah. uh, it's been, yeah. you know, I'm a I'm very blessed person to have all the things I have. I feel very, very, um, just very blessed. And, and Hashtag blessed. Yeah. So rule number one. <sighs> no Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Rule number four. No blood rituals. No. Number five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. No, no. Six. No apathy. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's time we got to get our hands dirty. Yeah. We got to step up. We've got to, we've got to do better. If somebody, uh, if if you're saying somebody's got to do something, you can start. Do something. No, you can start. Be that change. Yeah. You can try. Be that first domino. Yeah, you can try. You know, I. At least you tried. Even if nothing yeah. comes of it, you tried. Yeah. Next rule. Don't engage with black-eyed children, people, animals, beings, humanoids, yeah. etc. You need to yeah. see whites, <laughs> iris, pupil. Uh, a full eye. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. last but not least, just listen. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you know, around the, the word of change, uh, I read an interesting thing in a different context, but but if you, um, this is how to just kind of look at positivity next to negativity. If you were um, to change someone's core belief on something, positive or negative, and then that person did the same thing the next year and you continued doing it every year, for 30 years, if that was done, a little over a million people would be affected by that change. That's the ripple effect. That is the true ripple effect. So one year, 
If you could just show somebody the goodness or love mm -hmm. or passion in things and, and that gets contagious and they see it and then they do the same thing mm -hmm. and that just keeps going for 30 years. That's a little over a million people. That's the math. Right. It's compound interest, man. You know, but it's food for thought. If you sit there and you think you're helpless, if you change, and I'm not saying change, but if you just throw sunlight on a coworker that you have near mm -hmm. you, you know, and they see things just a little bit different, right. just a little bit, that's that domino that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, after, you know, 30 years, right. you could have over a million people. Affected. And that's just if you did something. Right. That's not talking about others hundreds and thousands right. of other people doing things so don't sell yourself short you got a lot of power you know mm -hmm. but be responsible with it if you're miserable great power comes great responsibility. yeah if you're miserable and negative then you're going to have a negative ripple effect right and if you're positive and you're you know have a lot of light and love in your life you're going to have a lot of positivity and light and love in your life it, right. it, it really is that simple so that's my birthday wish so that okay. people will have a lot more positivity and light. But thank you so much. And we look forward to talking to you next week about Sid and Nancy during our music month. Yeah. Until then, have a amazing day, a wonderful week, and an incredible July 4th holiday for us in the States. And in keeping with that, yeah. make good choices. Yes, please. You should all have 10 fingers on July 5th. Yes! <laughs> uh, love you all a bunch. Take care. <laughs>